You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland. Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode, I chat with Julie Lee, who is an international DJ and producer. And guess what? Julie Lee is the producer of the theme music for this very podcast. She's also a coach with Helvetia Rocked Female Music Lab. In this episode, we talk about how Julie went from being a dancer to a DJ, taking every opportunity to play music, and how to make the most out of your time in a music studio. Julie also shares with us two of her tracks and she answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, though, here's my conversation with Julie Lee. Julie Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very pleased to meet you virtually. We're we're going on using telecommunications to have this interview, uh, but I'm very happy to meet you virtually. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And it's actually better to see each other than just to have the audio. I know, right? I like to see who I'm talking to. And and in an ideal world, I would be with you in the same room, physically. But this is the second best that we can do. So I'm happy we can do that. The first question I'd like to ask you is for you to cast your mind back and just think about the beginning of your musical journey. How did you get started on your musical journey? It was a... It was very much a step-by-step process. I mean, music, that sounds so cheesy because probably everyone um, tells the same story that they always cared a lot for music, but I used to be a dancer. I did um, jazz dance and contemporary and street dance. So I had, before I started making music, I had a very different approach to music because I was like expressing what I was feeling when I was listening to music and now I'm kind of on the other side. Now I'm trying to produce something or to create something that others can interpret or can move to. I think that was really kind of a turning point or like an important moment when I like switched from, and actually I kind of stopped dancing. I mean, I'm still dancing a lot, but not in classes or in companies. Um, when making music took more room, then I stopped dancing. I, I mean, it wasn't 
that I thought, now I'm going to stop dancing because I'm making music, but it just happened. And when you make music, are you thinking about the danceability of it or or does that not come into your thought process as you're making your music? It depends on um, what kind of music I'm making. But to me, dancing is in a way not just moving, but it's sometimes, I, also as a dancer, I thought a lot in pictures when I was For example, choreographing something, it was more kind of a vibe that I was trying to express through my body. And yeah, I I think I have that still, even if it's not, I have a lot of song titles that are weather situations or cloud movements. And so, yeah, it's it's not everything that I do um, is danceable in the very classic way, way in a club or club music. But yeah, I think movement is a big component. And going from, you know, being a dancer, how was that kind of transition or even just sort of learning a new skill? How did you approach it? Were you nervous or was it just like, hey, I, I, I'm just free. I just want to try something new. Like, what was that like for you? It was not totally free because as a dancer, I also was tweaking around the music that I was dancing to, or I was in a way not mixing it like a DJ, but just putting it together for shows or even editing it. So it was, that was my, my door to producing actually, because I, I really felt um, it was a lot of fun to play around with sounds and I wanted to know more. And so I got into it. Oh, I love that. I love that because honestly, sometimes, especially from the standpoint of um, of how Helvetia rocked, what, what it does with uh, young people, teaching young people or giving a platform for young people to learn music, I think often you're not coming in brand new to music it's not like something that you you just don't know what you're doing some for some people yes but actually sometimes when you think about your own experiences you actually say oh I've I've done this before so actually that that skill can really lend itself to what I want to do so it's never sort of starting off completely fresh yeah totally agree and um that's why you just mentioned it but that's why I think it's it's I see it so so many times um, when I'm uh, teaching workshops or other classes, that there's a very natural, once you get into it, there's a very natural kind of, I'm, I'm always, I would always love to take a picture, but you can't picture that probably, but to take a picture before of the, the participants' eyes when they start and when they end, like they have the spark and they are kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, they got the fire or they caught fire. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So going back, I read like your biography and I was really interested in um, your work when you said you were working at B-Note Studios. Well, what I'm really interested in is when you are with someone in a studio, how do you get the most out of that experience? And how, how was it for you personally? And what advice can you give to people going into a studio setting, uh, learning from someone more experienced than themselves? I'm, I'm very curious and um, or I, music makes me curious because it's like 
Pandora's box, you open it, and the more you know, the more you figure out that there is so much more you can do. And I just always try to, or what really helps me is if I'm, if I want to do something, if I want to express something, and then figure out a way to, like, if I want to create a certain sound, and I then I figure out how I can do it. And if you have someone that can help you and I mean of course that in a studio um, situation you have more possibilities more tools <laughs> more toys <laughs> and um, but if you have someone who can give you a hint every now and then or like open up a nut in your <laughs> head uh, then uh, it's it's really it's really a fun way to learn, I think, if you try out, try and error, and have someone by your side every now and then um, to, if you don't get any further with what you know. I think starting out, I think it's so important to, like you say, go for it, trial and error, like figure it out. And then if there's someone there, go, hey, like this thing that I've been working on, can you just like... How did you do it? Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. Got it, got it. Because sometimes, um, you know, people seem or feel daunted by going into a studio or having these experiences. But again, it's something that you can start through yourself just just by just by starting, isn't it? Yeah, and I think in a studio there are more toys and tools, as I said. But it's the same principle. It's it's the same. Kind of, it's it's good if you have a basic, or if you inform yourself about what is an equalizer, what is this and that. If you if you know um, if you know what you're working with, but it's the same thing that you probably do on your laptop that you do in a studio. But there maybe you have hardware or you have knobs to turn and not just buttons to click. Yeah. But yeah. interested about like how you've got into DJing and the way that it was you know through a friend's house that you you started just mixing and then you just got lost in in you know in the music but then you you were limited in the sense because you didn't have the equipment can you speak about that and 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 that process yeah I I was very lucky to um first be able to to just um, practice a bit in the cellar of a friend's, um, he was a DJ and um, in their cellar I was able to practice but once they got a baby they told me yeah right now and we already have enough noise going on so what the babies ruin everything <laughs> <laughs> and and then um, I had the opportunity to uh, practice at a club that was in in my hometown city and um but i actually just had fun for the for the purpose of just mixing music playing around with music and by then and then um the club owner was having a poker game I, i think if i remember right or at least there were a bunch of people downstairs and they heard my music from far and then he came up and said like, I want to see who's playing. So maybe I, I can give you an intro slot. And I was, 
I think I wasn't ready then, but I was, yeah, of course, I want to do it. <laughs> and um, somehow it picked up very slowly in the beginning, but I got the booking every year, every now and then, and I did everything I could. And that's something I would really tell people who want to start, just take every opportunity, even if it's your living room and you have friends and they feel like, yeah, let's have some music, feel use every chance to play and to yeah yeah I get love experienced that. yeah every opportunity i mean what was it like i mean you said yes you must have been like oh my god what have i got myself into how what was that experience like that first time mixing you know professionally in front of people for a club night can you describe it for us yeah, I think I was, it's really a long time ago, but I was probably super nervous. But I think the better you get also, the more aware you get about your skills <laughs> or the skills missing. So I thought I was pretty okay by then. I don't, I wouldn't want to listen to the set I was playing there then. But it was just really fun, I think. Probably my, my choice, even if I was technically not super good, but I think my choice of music saved me. I was very comfortable with the music I was playing, so probably also because there were people that who knew me and who, kind of, it was a friendly environment, I would say. So after a gig, I, I think I felt pretty good about myself, which of course kept me going. <laughs> because if you if you can... Just to be able to play music really loud and to share it, that's already that is really an, a nice uh, experience. And Absolutely. because usually at home you're not able to have a physical base and yeah. I love the fact that you you took an opportunity, you went for it. And I think for a lot of young people who might be listening to this or starting their journey, I think it's about like not overthinking, you know, I think especially when it comes to music, like you say, make the good choices, like love what you're going to play. But the technical side of things that will come with practice and just, you know, just go for it. Yeah, totally. I think I think uh, and nowadays it's even easier or you can help yourself a lot with the or the technical part is really gotten easier I think so um, I think it, 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 what you just said it's really really important to play what you really feel because then chan the chances are the highest that other people feel the same or even discover a track just because you like it so much and you can bring it across. And that actually leads me on to something that you said about the role of the DJ. Where did I, I highlighted it. I made a note of that. I was just like, yes, the role of the DJ. What was it? To help people discover music. Yeah, so you believe that the D is the DJ's duty to find good and undiscovered music and to bring it to the masses. Yes, totally. Um, I, nev I never prepare a set. I would suggest that if it's your very, very first set that you play, prepare at least the first half hour so you can start smooth and um, without, like, or just to get over uh, being nervous. But I, because I never know what 
crowd, even if it's the, a venue that I play often, I never know what crowd will be there, a crowd will be there, how I will feel, how the energy will be. I mean, even I think that weather influences me. When it's raining, I'm playing different music, or in winter, I'm playing probably a bit di different music than in summer. Or <clears throat> So I really like to be able to be spontaneous and to react to the situation um that really matters to me a lot if i if i'm really nervous nervous then i think probably about the first three tracks that i'm going to play tracks that i know that they sound good on every sound system they're those tracks that just sound good everywhere and so i can get a feeling for the sound system and not just like play uh, having to to force the e equalizer too much when it's not even even the opposite when that when i'm trying too hard to go somewhere because i think i'm playing a sunrise set and I, it's too constructed usually i feel like it's a worse set than if i get into the flow which doesn't always always happen. Yeah. But um, I think it's important to be able to react to... Sometimes you take the lead, sometimes you get... You work with what you get from the crowd and it like, brings you to places you would have never gone just if you were playing by yourself. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You, you actually took me back because, you know... When I first started to DJ, I was in uh, with a friend of mine. We were a DJ duo. And uh, we, our first set, <laughs> we wrote down exactly what we were going to play. I had disc two and it was on CDJs. I, and she had disc number one and she had that side. And we had it literally on a piece of paper, what <laughs> each of our tracks was going to be. And people, they were loving it. And they were like, oh, play this, do this. And we're like, no, it's written down. <laughs> <We> just... <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean thankfully I've moved on since then and you know like you it's really lovely to read the room and get a vibe and just sort of let the music take over but you know those early days was very like rigid for me <laughs> Helvetia Rocks raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports, promotes and connects professional female, non-binary, intersex and trans artists. Find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today, please share it with your friends. Uh, let's talk about your song Overrated. That's what we're going to listen to in a second. But can you give us a bit about like the process of making it or something about uh, the, the track that uh, you want to share with us? It's the oldest of my recent releases. I mean, the one that was produced way before it got um, maybe two years old. And um, I started it and brought it to a almost finished moment and um <clears throat> i don't know what happened but i didn't feel it anymore and i took it out half a year later 
and funny also um when i showed it to people i don't show my music very early to a lot of people because i'm always scared that it's gonna influence me in some way if they don't like it and um or i feel very checks if they are not if i don't feel comfortable with them then they're very vulnerable to i don't know so um but i showed it to a few people and i think maybe out of five people three were like yeah it's okay but and half a year later um like everyone i showed it to was like yeah that's really cool and to me it was interesting like how sometimes it's just not the right moment for something and i'm a very um impatient person so i want everything to get it done now and like when i produce it i want to release it now <laughs> so <laughs> but um usually that doesn't happen to me or i it never never happened to me that i i put something aside and i took it out again and there was something i know was a different feeling about it and also i mean overrated it's the, the it has lyrics and like very very um minimalistic lyrics but it's just um uh, vocal snippets and it says always overrated underrated and that's something that i um i'm uh, reflecting a lot uh about ratings in generally in general because i don't know something is if something is overrated or it has the title of being overrated then actually the next person listening to it is not gonna going to expect a lot which might make it better than it, if it was called underrated and it would have the opposite effect so i know i'm just generally thinking a lot um about ratings and how we rate and how easily we are affected by ratings of others which we uh, like like i just said like some someone making a negative comment about a track that is still very raw can make me feel different about that track even though I don't want that and I'm trying not to feel that way but it still happens. Well, so many interesting points you've made <laughs> just there. But in terms of like as a creator, um when is the right time? Because at some point you have to give your art away, but you're so right in that someone's words can just really affect it and just make you see your your own work a bit differently when it wasn't quite ready to have that sort of uh feedback perhaps you know yeah i think i think you you have to and it's hard to describe but to me often it shifts from when the track has it has built out all its character in a way like it's it has grown up it's not because I had the experience that it's really hard also to give a good feedback or a helpful feedback to someone because there's always the risk of not, if something is not finished, not seeing what the person creating it is seeing in there. And um, then a, a harsh feedback can be, it doesn't have to be a good feedback in terms of nice feedback positive feedback it can also be 
but maybe in a helpful way. Often people who are not used to give feedback on music, they just say, I like it, I don't like it. But um, to be able to differentiate, maybe it's just a bad mix or maybe some parts are just too long or maybe it's, it's very bright and doesn't have enough body or, yeah. I mean, talking about music is really hard in general because yeah. that's. I think that's why we make music because we're we're lacking words for those things. Even if people are using the same words, it d doesn't necessarily has to mean the same or describe the same thing or sound or yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's take this opportunity to listen to your track, Overrated. Here it is. have our audience questions for those of you who want to put a question to our coaches all you have to do is send your question as a dm to the helvetia rocked instagram account so just hit up the helvetia rocked instagram account send a direct message with your question and we will ask our coaches so julie lee here's your question the question is from hello jayreen and the question is how do you manage not to lose yourself in your thoughts and ideas? Hmm. I mean, while making music, I'm trying not to lose myself too much in thoughts, meaning judgments. Um, I'm trying actually to lose myself in my ideas, um, but not have them judged by myself or just overthink things too much and um, I'm uh, trying to be very playful and that's a nice nice thing about music there is no no boundaries or no proper rules it's just if it sounds good to you then it's probably right I mean there are there are um, parts of the pr production process where it's very good in the beginning of a track to get lost in your ideas. But at some point, sometimes I'm trying to fit three ideas in one song and I, I've learned that 
if that happens, I'm just going to open three, save three different sessions and put each idea in one session and then take it from there. Sometimes it, sometimes even three tracks come out of that and they sound totally different. But um, in the beginning, it's really nice to just let your ideas take you wherever they want to go. I think that's great advice as well, because I think sometimes people might think, oh, I should be finished by now, or oh, this should be like this. But actually just, especially at the beginning, let your mind go where it wants to go. Like follow the rabbit hole and just follow the track and see where it takes you. But I also love that sort of practical piece of advice. Do you know what? You've got all these different ideas open up separate sessions just do it just have okay session one I'm gonna go down that road session two I'm gonna do that and 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 let each idea sort of breathe in a way so that you could really fully explore each um option I want to piggyback off of that I'm wondering you know when it gets to a point like okay I'm really playing with this sound and I'm you know adding more bass here or I'm doing this I'm tweaking tweaking and it's you know it's taken a long time how do you know when to stop how do you know okay that's it the the track is done how do you stop yourself how do you know (laughs) often it's actually a deadline um (laughs) I, I'm I'm very critical with that moment when I'm I know it's going to be re- be released, so I'm giving it out of my hands. And it's nowadays you have the internet. If something is up there, it's up there and probably forever. So, <laughs> but in in the end end phase of a track, I usually listen to it on very different sound systems and in different situations. Always making just tiny small. Uh, amendments changes so because i think it's it's a it's a danger to make it worse especially when you've been sitting on it for a long time and maybe your ears are already tired um, i have the possibility to um listen my my uh, pre-masters on a club system and especially when i'm producing something that is meant for a club that's a really nice opportunity and when I was listening on that sound system for more than an hour, my ears are so tired that everything I'm going to do after that, because the ba- bass there is massive. And um, if, I, if I, I don't allow myself to take longer than an hour in there, because after afterwards, my ears are just tired and they're not going to do something good for the track anymore. And I make pauses between listening. I mean, I... I I'm in the very end phase, I'm trying to have at least a night or a day in, in between working on it. One thing that came into my mind as you were talking, I'm really interested to know, do you have a favourite venue for the sound, the system that they have set up? Do you have a favourite in the world of all the locations that you've played in? Hmm. That's really, that's a hard question i think i haven't played on the perfect sound system because there's always the difference between what is really really nice for the crowd and what is perfect for the dj is not necessarily the same thing so 
I've been to venues where the sound for that comes, I mean, that the uh, people on the dance floor are listening is really super nice. But in the booth, maybe it was just too, the bass was just too wobbling and with a delay. I, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't played on my perfect sound system just yet. Not yet. I love that. <laughs> We're still chasing that dream sound system. I've heard that Bergheim is really good. I've been to Bergheim. Have you been to Bergheim in Berlin? Yes. Yes. As, as a person in the audience, it was amazing. But um, I don't know how it was. Like, it's interesting that you're saying, like, for the DJ. I'm not sure how it was for the DJ, but for, for as an audience member, that for me was a really good sound system. Yes. Check out the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. Whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www.musicdirectory.ch. Right, so coming to the end, let's talk about influences. We're really super interested in just finding out how it sort of sums you up as a person or what, what sort of things you like. But yeah, Julie Lee, if you let us know, what are your influences? Um, I have a very, very broad musical background. I listen to so many different genres. And also if somebody tells me to pick a favourite artist or a band, it's so hard because they come in phases and sometimes they disappear or they... they uh, already joined me for almost all my life like for example my mom was big fan of Tracy Chapman or is a big fan of Tracy Chapman and I remember so many situations where I was in the car and my mom was kind of dancing like while driving and singing and um yeah I think I think it's there are more songs or artists but Tracy Chapman really stood out or her presence is still I I did love her music and I think that influenced a lot on my preferences also if I'm using vocals myself or um I, I like if if it's that easy coming sound that effortless is probably the right word where, where it sounds effortless and not pushing they don't have to push their their voice but they it sounds like they just open their mouth and it just flows out and so warm and full. Um, male vocals as well as female vocals. I prefer I prefer the lower range. Yeah. To find out the rest of Julie Lee's influences, head to helvetziarocked.ch where you'll find a Spotify playlist of the songs she loves. interview thank you so much but before we go i want to know where people can find you online uh, my soundcloud is soundcloud.com slash julie lee 
Brilliant. And that's J-U-L-I-L-E-E. So go ahead and check out uh, the mixes that Julie Lee has up there. Julie Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for your interesting conversation. I could have gone on for much longer, but I won't keep you. Uh, But before we go, can you um, introduce your second song, uh, which we will hear on the way out? First, thank you so much for having me. It was really a joy to talk to you. And um, the second track is Fliberty Gibbet's Um, It's a very light-hearted track. It has some groove to it, but it's a track for nice weather for a walk outside or drive in the car. Yeah. the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more check out the website helvetiarocked.ch sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked it's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson And music is by Julie Lee.